2: McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: And we're on.
3: Hello, <laughs> welcome to another week of the League Two podcast from The Real EFL. How are you doing, Liam?
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> just yeah.
3: Just for context, Liam came off a little bit worse um, from the uh, Bradford Grimsby encounter, but mm. not because of Grimsby fans this time, which must have been a relief.
4: Yeah, I don't have best look at this game at all, <laughs> but no, it um, yeah, it's it was hot. It and was really obviously, hot. Yeah, be, being in the mascot suit was. It was a challenge. Now mm-hmm. I found out that the the uh, the pitch was 34 degrees at one point before kickoff,
1: mm-hmm. and
4: I had the Grimsby mascot with me. And I'm I'm quite competitive. Don't know if you've noticed, know but no,
3: no, never, no.
4: <laughs> yeah, quite ready to go. Um, <laughs> and I was like inside this, I'm I'm dying. Like I am, I'm almost because. Um, and I'm like, I'm not quitting because he's he looks fine. But then at the same time, what's not going through my head is I'm looking at the face of the mascot suit. Like I actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: just do you think looking he's at this red or anything. No, no,
4: this sailor just staring at me with a smile on his face. I'm like, look at him. He don't even, he's not even sweating. And um, <laughs> so yeah, we 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 did our normal stuff before the game. We did like a, not a penalty shootout, but we took like we took turns oh, in doing like three kicks and stuff. I, I won. Absolutely well, no
0: issues from me. Yeah. I won
4: saved his, scored mine, and then um I walked up to the sprinklers that were doing the pitch and just it just yeah. square in the it got me square in the eyes. It was amazing. And then the <laughs> game team came out um we were supposed to have the suits on for the full game and we were like, oh this is gonna be I'm
3: yeah gonna
4: and the teams come out and then they get into position to take the kickoff and I look around and I'm like, where's he gone? So I go into the tunnel where we'd put us bottles of water, and he's just laid on the floor. And I um, went, Oh my god, thank God. I took the helmet off. I said, Thank you. <laughs> Let's go get changed. Um, so we got changed, but you know, when you just don't feel right, and yeah, uh,
3: yeah.
4: I I think with the predicted, that I think the suits were nearly 60 degrees in the helmets.
3: That's crazy.
4: Because it's like a sealed
3: thing
1: yeah, when you've got yeah.
4: paddings for and yeah, it, it got hot and I actually, I watched the first half or most of the first half. And then just before halftime, I went and laid on the concourse. Uh-huh.
3: Just,
4: just laid on the floor yeah. outside the first aid room where it was solid concrete, freezing cold. And then I, I laid there and I heard the teams come back out. I just went, I've i got to go home. I, I actually thought I had COVID. But it was that feeling of being yeah. really congested head to toe. Um, and it was like it was my missus' birthday. We had people coming oh, round.
1: Oh
2: no! Happy
4: Yeah, she's turned twenty nine now. She's not happy about it. She's in her last twenties here. Um, but like we we got rid of the, the baby for the night. We had people coming round. No. They were at Bradford City with the people that were coming round. So they, they obviously knew right. that I disappeared and yeah,
3: yeah
4: yeah. So I came home and I, I I literally got in a freezing cold shower and then I laid down for an hour and to be fair I felt all right. I didn't. They, everyone drank, I didn't have many drinks, and then Sunday yesterday was awful. Today has been bad. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a when I was laid in bed, I was shivering, but I wasn't cold, like I was sweating. Oh, uh, gosh, maybe
3: you off. were ill well as well.
4: Yeah, well, I took tests and I, I took COVID tests and things, and I were fine. But other illnesses
3: are available,
4: other illnesses are available, not since 2020. Um, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but, but then, um, then I uh yeah because I've been shivering in bed I've been tensing you know when you're cold and you tense up. so now I think I've strained it's either side here it's more this side but it's like a just a a dull pain all the time and I can't shift it so I'm in a bad mood um yeah we equalized but we didn't win so (laughs) I should say as well I'm not laughing
3: at you for anyone who's watching this on YouTube I'm just laughing at the fact that it's we're nearly five minutes in. We've got no producer, obviously, which is why we've <laughs> been able to talk about Liam's ailments for five minutes.
1: It's absolutely
3: um, fine.
4: And Bradford lost their 100% home record after two games. Anna.
3: There's a few of them gone. Like, like Colchester, it was their first home win. Wimbledon's win. where their unbeaten streak has ended. Woo-hoo!
4: And the sack race has been won.
3: It has, yeah. We've got well, we'll talk like. In fact, let's talk about that now because then it because yeah. I've got the Tranmere game and it saves me, kind of covering all that when we go through. There's a few bits that we're going to talk about. So, oh, right. I haven't had Charlotte this week to write my notes. I've had to do them myself. Um,
4: she just she needs to pull her pull a finger out. she <laughs> she's gone back to school. What, what do we not pay her for?
3: <laughs> I know. Uh, she's although she has come up with um bring your child to the podcast day, she's well up for I've, that. I've
4: said she's welcome to come. I think she'd be great. <laughs> I mean she, she wait, so right, you've got two. She's the one that came to the game when I yeah, was. Yeah, she's
3: passed. the one you've met.
4: Yeah. Right. She's the one that gives me abuse.
3: Yes. Although she's I think you got at of both, both of them for Bradford. we're both well, them. anyway. Well, gosh, right, Ryan will be yeah, like literally she, rocking in his
4: It's fine. Don't worry.
3: Right. So. <laughs> yes, was attacked by Tranmere on Saturday. They lost to Colchester 2 0. Um, they'd had six defeats on the run. So, Tranmere fans, I mean, it's a tricky one. And when he was appointed at the end of last season, it was an appointment that, you know, he'd been with the club for a while in the back room. Um he was a replacement that no one was particularly excited about you know it could have been an opportunity for Tranmere to get someone in who would make a difference and that didn't happen and they've replaced him with Nigel Adkins who's I think his official role is technical director or director of football but he's come mm-hmm. in as their interim manager and he was he gave an interview today it sounds I mean because uh, it's interesting. It's a bit like Neil Redfern when when we interviewed him, he'd been at the club for a long time, and so when someone then leaves and they're not part of the club anymore, it's it's a bit different to a a normal manager leaving. So they've had, had staff meetings. meetings today. They've had team meetings as in squad meetings and he talked about wanting to give the squad uh clarity going forward and he had this uh a bit of a mantra and it was like together we're stronger better th- i can't remember everyone achieves more and he just kept that's clearly what they're going for and he talked about uh role models in the team so people like Connor jennings who we all know i'm particularly fond of
1: a big and-
3: fan. And- yeah, so talked about kind of being quite pastoral in a way in terms of like protecting the players and looking after them. Yeah. But you know, Ian Dawes had no experience as a manager when he took the yes. role. So I do think I think it's something that the club and the fans are are sad about and disappointed that it didn't work out, but at the same time not that surprised. And maybe it shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, we've talked about, you know, whether we thought he'd have a, a job over the last few weeks. And neither of us was particularly positive about it. But given that lack of experience, I think it's probably for the best. And, and they've been quite quick. I mean, one of the fans that I was talking to about it said that they they could have had Brian Barry Murphy but they they went That's with from, Ian from
4: Man City. He's the, yeah, yes. he, yeah, he went,
3: yeah really the as well. Yeah, really good background. But um, Ian Dawes has been playing players out of position. He's just yeah, and, and Nigel, Nigel Atkins. It's really, it's really lovely, the interview, actually. He's very enthusiastic, very passionate about it. Didn't really talk about a timeline in terms of them looking for alternatives, but
2: mm-hmm.
3: surely there will be. Um, but it's unlikely, given Ian Dawes's lack of experience, that we'll see that chain reaction that we talked about with Charlton, who now obviously appointed Michael Appleton, so there's no chain there either. It's unlikely yeah. that we'll see that. For Tranmere, given this departure, because I can't see him going to another League Two club. In fairness, no.
4: here's one thing: let's not sleep on the fact that Nigel Atkins is manager of Tranmere. I two. <laughs> listen, if they just randomly appointed Nigel Atkins, the entire right. league, they'd all go,
1: yeah,
4: what? Like that.
3: I is wonder, about- but yes, but I wonder why he ha- or maybe he has. Why he hasn't supported Ian Dawes more over the last few months. And maybe I he has like, a fan
4: who said that this seems to have been in the works.
3: Oh, right, okay.
4: That's what they believe. And quite to be fair, reading yeah. the comments, quite a few believe that that's what this was always leading to.
3: Interesting.
4: Um, but yeah, you're right. He shouldn't have like, and this ain't no disrespect to him, but he shouldn't have got the job. He's he was mm-hmm. underqualified. Mm-hmm. Do this. It's a. It's, they've got a good squad. I don't yeah. I mean they've got a great squad, but they've got a much no. better squad than their league yeah. position warrants. Here's the issue, and this ain't me having a dig. They've lost. No. Six, well, they've lost six. Yeah. Yes, six On successive defeats. Still above Doncaster.
3: Mm. Oh well, I'm
1: sure we'll get to that. As well. Still above, <laughs> and
4: and and this is my my thing. Like League Two is a. Uh, It's a different kettle of fish to League One. People Mm -hmm. say League One and League Two are quite similar. And they are, but not when it comes to relegation, because you you're not dropping from an EFL Mm -hmm. league to an EFL. You are losing your membership. And we're going to come on to Doncaster, but I really think, and I know Doncaster fans don't want it to happen, or the majority don't. I think he'll be next if it doesn't turn around very soon. Mm
3: Hmm. Yeah, Yay. and uh, they've started, I saw something uh, from a Donny fan earlier saying that they'd started with basically the same record or same form as they did in 97-98 when they finished bottom. So that's the writing on the wall. Whether Grant McCann can turn it around, whether he'll be given the time to turn it around. I, I
4: don't think he will. Because I believe that their board will want to say, I told you so, to the fans. Mm. Uh, They've given the fans option, the job, Mm. and he has produced, so far, a worse start than any choice they have made as manager with let's be brutally honest this squad that he's got is much better than last season's
1: Mm. and gary
4: mccheffrey was thrown under the bus and danny scoffer was thrown under the bus both of them produced better results than they currently get it doesn't matter what the performances are and trammier's statement was quite it could be used universally and like it could Mm. be used bradford not not every part of it because there were parts no. of it that said that it said about needing experience, which is fine. Grant McCann's experience, Mark Hughes' experience, Dave Challon's experience. But yeah. all three clubs, Bradford, Stockport, uh, Doncaster, it talks about it's a results game. And if the mm-hmm. results aren't what they need to be,
1: mm-hmm.
4: then unfortunately you've got you've either got the risk of losing your EFL membership yeah which you guys don't want to do again <laughs> you don't want thanks. to draw. <laughs> thanks for that yeah no but you don't like like I, we've never no, done it bad. but i like, know absolutely not i would i'd drag drag the man out myself if it meant mm-hmm. that we didn't go down if we if it looked like we were going to but the results if they're not getting to where you feel that they should be and if you know if you've mm-hmm. got a top budget a top 5 budget and you're not yeah. performing like a top 5 team yeah, or getting the results of a top five team, then, yeah, can I have a disagreement with someone from the real EFL, Hannah? Because Ryan's oh, not God.
3: here. Yeah, go her. so, hurt.
4: So Ryan put his table out yesterday, which showed... Right.
3: so, oh my goodness. And he tagged the Stockport County Twitter space in it. So my... Men- oh, yours all have been the same. My mentions for the last 24 hours have yep. been ridiculous. And the level of controversy and debate that it's caused is quite something
4: if it was the last week of the season yeah fine but for me Doncaster are top of that table yeah because of their results Mm
0: -hmm. they've
4: given three points to almost every team they've played therefore those teams are higher three points can currently take you from 16th to
3: 5th I know well look at Wrexham
4: Exactly, and that's like if we'd have won on Saturday. If we'd have won on Saturday, we'd have gone fifth.
3: Yeah,
4: and it's it's that thing of Doncaster at top of that, t- and the, then their fans are using it to justify we had a really hard start. Well, actually, no, you haven't. You've yeah. given away these points, and that's why you're having the this help, so sort of like teams. Yeah. yeah,
3: and it's it, yeah.
4: it's it's a f- if it was if they'd have only lost one, and they were still had an average of like seven and they'd won all the rest that's fine but it's not they've they've literally smashed yeah. out giving points away so i sorry ryan but i know why you did it i think is i know why you did it because it created a hell of a lot of conversation yeah and, it
3: was very and, effective yeah
4: and, and like reading it and getting fans views on it there were fans that kind of saw where like i'm coming from on that and there were fans that were yeah. using it as a justification for being bottom of, well we've had the hardest start Know you've made yeah. that start harder to be at that number. Yeah, and
3: I think someone said as well, "Oh, you should have based it on um, team uh, finishing positions from last season." Well, that doesn't work either because you know we know how how much some of these starting lineups have changed since last yeah. season. There's all sorts of different factors that come into it. There's
4: there's no right way to really do it at this at this early in the season. No. You can't measure a. You can't measure a start based on anything on the, the table, I don't think, mm-hmm. at, this, at this stage. It's just... I suppose all you can do is measure it against where the fans predict they would be. So we did that predicted yeah. table where all summer we asked people to predict. Yeah. You could measure the table. In fact, I might do that. I might, me- I might put the Match table now it. where yeah. it was and see how far off people are, because it then shows... We they all knew the fixtures at that point, yeah. So they all, they knew who they were coming up against in this first seven games, and they still believed X, Y, and Z. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. going to do that. I'm going to compare
3: them. I think yeah, it's interesting. I mean It's always good for discussion, isn't it? And it 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 promoted lots of engagement, which mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good from a mercenary point of view. But yeah, it'd be be useful and interesting to look at it again going forward. And as you know, there's a lot of teams. I mean, one of the things that um, Forest Green Rovers had said, they got beaten by Crew 4-1. And um, when David was interviewed afterwards said, oh, well, we've got lots of injuries. Well, Nearly every team has, and now there's international GC as well. So (laughs) there's very few teams that are playing at the level that they would expect to. Um, I mean, Mansfield should just play like this all the time, clearly. (laughs) Well, I was
4: just going to say Mansfield. Doncaster fans are doing the same. We've got a lot of players out. Mansfield have got a lot of players out, and they're currently sat third.
1: Yeah.
4: It it doesn't... It's the, The number of players Doncaster signed in the summer... Should have been enough to be well above twenty four. For even at this stage, it's it's not a good situation. But let's do the results um, as well.
3: (laughs) And then again, thinking about Danny Schofield, like at the end um, of last, well, not even before the end of the season, he was they'd they'd effectively stopped competing, and they were experimenting. They were pulling kids up from the academy. They were preparing for this season. So by sacking him and bringing grandma cannon a lot of that work was kind of undone. And that that was the part that made no sense to me at all. And you have the chairman saying, yeah, we're going to invest big in the summer. I don't, I still don't really understand why he wasn't given the opportunity to start this season, but it is what it is. Um, What else? Some other bits. You see Troy Deeney's comments on Lee Two. It get it made me all warm and fuzzy inside. I never thought yeah. we'd be
4: happy and praising something Forest Green related, but I know. I do so I do Troy
3: Deeney um has come back to Forest Green. He's uh friends with manager is it i think mm-hmm. um and he's he's you know coming back as a player coach but he was interviewed about league two and what he was saying is that you know premier league players can be really sniffy about league two but they need to remember their roots they need to remember you know, the the opportunities that lower league football offers and you think about people like harry kane they've played like for Leighton orient and all yeah. over uh, but the really lovely thing was that you know if someone he said, if someone had told you as a kid that when you grow up you can be a footballer, that would have been your dream. Yeah. And whether you're in League Two or in the Premier League, that's what you get to say, and that should be all Absolutely. that matters. It was he, really lovely.
4: He, he mentioned uh Mark Hughes, um, and it's a good example. Is if he said, if Mark Hughes can drop down to League Two,
1: well, I right. can drop
4: down to League Two, and it, it, it to be fair, yeah. I, it is like setting a setting a bit of a precedent there, because these are people that you would never expect to. Nigel Adkins is is another one. You wouldn't really Mm -hmm. expect him to be a a league two manager. Phil Brown did it for Barrow. Again, another you wouldn't expect to do Mm -hmm. it, but the league is getting better in terms of who it can attract.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Some of that is probably the Wrexham effect. It, it it will be because yeah. people will want to have that that interaction and they'll they'll want
1: Exposure.
4: it's yeah. It, but you know, it, it is a positive effect that's been had and yeah, I mean look uh, it,
3: two days it. to the new series of Welcome to Wrexham.
4: Granted, I won't be watching the first and I shall not be watching the second.
1: <laughs> Did you not watch it?
4: I watched up until Phil Parkinson came in because I thought they might show some Bradford stuff.
3: <laughs> it's actually a really, like, you know, it's a good watch. It's entertaining. I obviously really enjoy season one because I knew how it ended. Yeah, um, yeah. That's... I think I'll possibly enjoy season two a bit less. Um, but, yeah, no, it is it is a really good watch. And I, I think you'll enjoy awesome. it.
4: No, my my reason for not watching is not actually anything to do with it being Wrexham. I can't watch TV shows that are on now. I have to wait for okay. them to finish, watch them in <laughs> their entirety. I get so str- So there's one TV show that I have done it with, like properly, which is Supernatural. Which yeah, is yeah. this? Is, guys, this isn't this isn't the real EFL anymore. This is the, this is IMDb. We're just chatting <laughs> TV shows and stuff, but I, I literally from when I was, it was so from when I was eight, I turned eighteen when it started. Yeah. Uh, sorry, no, I was sixteen when it started, two thousand and four, and it finished in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, it finished.
3: Okay. So
4: when I watched that finale in twenty twenty, I sat and watched it, and as soon as it finished. Felt empty inside because, I, and I literally turned hmm. to my missus and I said, My entire adult life, I've never not been in the middle of watching yeah. Supernatural. So I pressed play on episode one of season one <laughs> <laughs> and I've watched it through two more times since it's only been two years. I literally i have watched 15 series for the last two years. Um, right. sorry,
1: um, I'm, like sure
3: I'm, not, I'm not sure that that will work out for Welcome to Wrexham because. Oh, God, can you imagine? Like in 15 years, we're still sat here doing the League Two podcast and Wrexham. When
4: there's a Champions
3: League.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, when there's a, um, there's a, a, what they call an NFT of Mickey Mouse managing the Wrexham side. That's a dream. And Hugh Jackman's the manager, the owner of. Sutton at the opposite <laughs> side in, in the Champions League final. No, Ex- no, 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 Sutton. he'd
3: be no, that'd be. And then the class of '92 has switched all their allegiances to FC United. And yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. no, well, Hugh Jackman would be uh, to be fair, he were in
3: Bradford not long ago,
4: maybe. So. no. wow.
3: Well, um, yes, so. 25 minutes in, right. we've
4: not yet touched the games, Hannah.
3: <laughs> I know, we could always do an ad break without... I feel like we should just talk like, for seven should minutes we... until the ad break.
4: Should we just do the ad break now, and then we'll blast through the games? Because, to be fair, we don't need to go into lots of detail about every game. I don't think we'll... we can cherry-pick, can't we?
3: Can we first talk? I know it's yeah. one of yours, but this would like we can pad this out a bit. Uh, well, two things. Paul Mullins back. He is. And, um, Elliot Watts may or may not be about to be back. Uh, Are players coming back too quickly?
4: It depends how quickly it is, Mm
1: -hmm. I
4: suppose. And it depends how... I mean, it's surely not going to come back against Doctor's orders, surely, you'd think. I wouldn't... Mm -hmm. Wrexham especially. If Wrexham had signed Luke Armstrong... I don't oh, think we'd no. have seen Paul Mullen no. this weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree completely.
4: I think that they've they've maybe pulled the trigger on that when they could have given him a few more weeks. Um, Elliot, what? I wouldn't be surprised to see if it was more player led on that because it was a serious injury by the looks of things. It. Well, it wasn't yeah. an injury, was it? It was a. No. It was ill, but um, he's raring to go. I think. Look, it, it, what doesn't look good is because of the results. It looks like right. it's a forced thing. I, we yeah. don't, we don't know what it is, whether it is from either side. But no. look, we we doctors, doctors will know better. I suppose, yeah. than us. But we're going to go in depth about sulphur this week, aren't we? On the new show that yes. we're doing. New show. Thursday night. break Is it breakdown? <laughs> is
1: that what we Breakdown.
3: Called? Yeah, I asked Liam earlier whether he was having the first breakdown because I'm feeling all right this week, but. Next week's
4: next week. No, I'm 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 fully melted down. I've been laughing all afternoon making that poster. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're gonna do Salford Notts County is coming up this week, and we're gonna yeah. cover that in one of the one of the games. And we're gonna hopefully get someone Salford related. We don't know if we've mm-hmm. got a yes yet. But we're gonna try and get them on, and maybe we can ask them questions about Elliot Watt and the position and
3: Yeah,
4: you know, because I haven't heard he's back in training yet. No. So to talk about him he's got back. a
3: newborn though. He'll be keen to get out of the house, surely.
4: Yes, I'm eight months in. <laughs>
3: right, <laughs> but you know they're they're down to 18th. Like a week or so ago, they were, you know, a few, I think like a few points off playoffs. So they have they have slipped. I mean, they played Walsall. Walsall were great against Stockport when we played them. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, they're in. They just well, I've just noticed actually. I'm not seeing this in the league table. You've got 16th Bradford, 17th 17th Stockport, 18th Salford, (laughs) the three
4: playoff teams from last season. (laughs) Here's my question to you two years ago, if this had happened, Salford would have won the sack race, yeah that shows the changes that have been made and and that there's not yeah. as not the bigger rush as they used to be because they were very trigger happy. And, uh,
3: and yeah. I think I heard um, I want to say it with Gary Neville, but it may not have been talking about Graham Alexander and how mm-hmm. they really yeah, regretted making that decision. And yeah. so maybe they've you know, they've reflected on that. And, and Neil Wood is, uh, you know, has, has achieved so much in the time that he's been there in terms of getting their highest league position. So, you know, it is early and they will also have seen the start that Stockport had last year and and the recovery and, and know that it's possible. And also as we said last week, and it still remains the case, although Gillingham did well on Saturday, there is no one who is unbeatable in league two there's no one running away with it. And uh, Swindon continue to be bonkers
4: results every week. Swindon are unbeaten. <laughs> They're the only team that haven't lost yet. Are they?
3: Oh, fine. But yeah. Um, yeah and then did you see, young, see Aaron Lewis's goal? This is like being pit- punted as a potential goal of the season. And we're on week seven or game seven.
4: No. So. Do you know I i've not watched as much as i needed oh. to I've been Do you know haven't.
3: right it will make you have i watched it about three or four times in succession just because it was so beautiful so what had happened toby Savin was had kind of kicked it out it had gone to one of his defenders kicked it back and then he cleared it but just the distribution was awful Basically fell onto Aaron Lewis's foot. He just booted it back. He was about 40 yards out, booted it back, and it just flies through, flies over Toby's head and just drops in the goal. Doesn't bounce, nothing. It was one. You like to see them.
4: You like to see them, don't you? Yeah, you love to see was, those sorts um, of things.
3: It was just, yeah. So watch that when you uh, when we're done here. And we can on, on Thursday we can watch it again. And every every goal we can compare it to Aaron Lewis's goal. Was it better? Was it worse? Right. We, should, we the, so, the Aaron
4: Lewis scale.
3: Oh, let's. Ha- I tell you what. If we just keep talking for another thirty seconds, we will hit the ad break dead on thirty minutes, which feels like an achievement. Should we go to the? It is. It is.
4: It, it, it is an achievement, right? When we say to Ryan, Ryan, we got the ad break at bang on thirty <laughs> minutes, and he goes, "That's incredible." And we go, only issue is, Ryan, we hadn't started.
3: That's when the problems come. on topic. It's all good. It's fine. Yeah.
4: We'll see you after right. this ad break, guys.
2: <laughs> Away days are great, especially when your striker bag's a last-minute winner. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the wonderful people over at NordVPN. The 2023-24 campaign is set to draw to a close, but the football never truly stops. With the Olympics, Euro 2024 and the new season set to commence in no time, make sure you don't miss any of the action wherever you may be in the world by downloading NordVPN. For just the price of one cup of coffee per month, NordVPN allows you to watch your favourite teams, players, shows and movies anywhere in the world, even if they aren't available in your region, simply by switching the location on your device to one which is showing the content. NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard, protecting your personal data and other sensitive information such as credit cards and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, which is always a worry when you travel abroad. And with just one subscription to NordVPN, you can use this service across six different devices, which is incredibly handy if you're traveling with your family and or loved ones. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash real EFL. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support our podcast too. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So now, back to the podcast.
3: He's
0: going to have a meltdown when he gets
3: um, back. (laughs) being professional and stuff tell me about Accrington and Accrington? Accrington Stanley and Mansfield
1: Mansfield just keep on going
3: going. they
4: just keep on going and considering the injury crisis and things like that it it is it's quite astounding to see I do think that the legs will fall off on this it has to there's got to be a, a point where they kind of hit a wall. You'd hope.
3: Have they got anyone back
1: yet?
4: Um, yes, they've had a couple come back. Uh, I okay. think. Yeah, Bailey Cargill's back.
1: Oh, uh, right.
4: Swan. I think he was out injured. I think Swan's yeah, yeah. back. But um, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that Mansfield fans are quite good at, it's it's hyping themselves up a little bit too much. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We. I got told yesterday that. When the team of the week came out, that Keila Dunn should have been in there because there's only Jake Young that's performing better than Keila Dunn in the league, and I'm like, well, you're the joint third uh, top scorer with four other yeah. players, so yeah, and and one of those players that you joint with is a, isn't isn't a, a forward, so mm-hmm. it's you know it, it and it's not like the, the scoring multiple goals in games, so yeah, look, I like Keila Dunn; he's a very good player. I, I don't think he's he's not performing. The, the best in the league is doing very, mm. very well. But also the team of the week is based on the weekend and it's yeah. not, not based on overall performances. But no, mm-hmm. well, they're getting some players back. So, so Cargill, Bailey Cargill's back. Uh, Will Swan's back. I don't know about any of us that have yet come back. Mm. but it, Regardless, they've got to keep them fit. Yeah.
1: They've
4: got to keep them fit. It didn't really look like anything for acronym at all. They didn't offer much... Um. Yeah, looking at it, less shots on target, a hell of a lot of shots off goal. But eh, do you know what? Accrington are a strange one for me because they concede a hell of a lot of free kicks in dangerous positions and do nothing with it.
3: Yeah, they're... Um, where think... are they at the moment? 15th. Because we yeah. don't have Ryan, we don't have the magic league table. So we can do the league table as we go along as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... So we've got 15, 16, 17, and 18. we just spoke about in quick succession. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, you, you look at Accrington's form, they've lost the last two. Um, they've conceded six goals in two games off of the back of two wins, which I, d- I don't know. I just, I still feel that Accrington will be in trouble this season. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll go down, but I feel that we will be down there. Um, I feel like Mansfield, I feel like the wheels will fall off. They always do. Mansfield's wheels. All... What will happen is they'll stay up there, they'll stay up there, they'll stay up there, and then they'll drop out and they'll claw the way back in.
3: Where and, you know, Mansfield will struggle as well. It's still early in the season for them to have their injury crisis. And and last season it came a bit later, so they've still got time to have at least another one.
4: Yeah, and it's Mansfield, so they will.
3: Yeah. So yeah. that's you know, maybe that's what they need to do, get as many points in the bank at the moment, playing strikers as defenders or whatever they were doing, defenders as strikers, I can't remember which yeah. way around them. Um, yeah, I think I think
4: this weekend they were back to they were back to normal in terms of positions. They weren't playing people that deep. Um so yeah, no, it's it's just I suppose for them it is just about picking up these points right now as opposed to yeah. to to sort of waiting, really. I just I feel like it's not over for them. I feel like they've got that 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 injury crisis to still come.
3: Good, good. AFC Wimbledon ended their unbeaten win against Stockport County. Louis Barry, the lovely young Loney from Villa, scored his fourth goal in four games. Um Josh Nerfield on the wing was terrifying. I don't think I've seen him play before. At least I don't remember it. Maybe, maybe I have. And he just, he was always there and always unmarked and just looked incredibly dangerous. Harry Pell, I mean, the height of him, I think he's one of those players that you can't quite work out whether he's always in it because of his height all because but it, you know I was relieved when he went off like all the other games in the league on Saturday it was bloody hot it was we were driving through central London because the sat nav it took me five hours to get there it was not a happy journey uh, and it was like 35 I think driving through Wimbledon um kind of coming towards the game uh, they had a few out, so they've got uh, they've got Joe Lewis and Connor Evans on loan from Stockport, so they couldn't play. Ali Alhamadi is on uh, international duty for Iraq, and then um, Amani Little is still out, and I think they're really missing him as well. Um, Stockport, though, I mean Ryan Rydell picked up an injury in training on Friday. Kyle Noyles been confirmed as being out for six weeks. Paddy Madden's um, Recently had a baby. His wife's had a baby and uh, the baby was rushed to hospital on Friday night. So lots of love and um, good wishes to the Madden (laughs) family. Um And then we've got uh, so Ibi Torre paid for Gambia last night. They've now qualified for the African Cup of Nations, which is great for him, but less good for all the games that he's going to miss. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Joel Kostrell as well. So, you know, as we go through like li- reading the match reports, there was there were lots of managers talking about how many players they're missing, but it's it's universal across. I mean, Johnny Jackson has said said after the game that he really needs a reaction from the wimbledon team and uh, you know hopes to hopes to see that next weekend it was it was uh, yeah it was kind of gritty and uncomfortable and that was just the heat and the really yeah. officious stewards mm-hmm. at wimbledon so um yeah Stopport have of next got mk dons so two games against wimbledon you know franchise wimbledon uh in a week and then wrexham so let's see it's it was nice to win but i don't think especially given all the absentees it's not a you know a, a turnaround yet
4: yeah, um, yeah. If, if, if you win against mk dons then that's your that's your point in it where you go hang on we, we win yeah against
3: Yeah, and but I mean, MK Dons aren't that from their seven, they've uh won four, they drew against Notts County on Saturday, which is another one of mine, and we'll get to that. And they've lost two, so yeah, there's only Mansfield that haven't lost, as you say, Mansfield and Swindon. Um, so yeah, we'll see, right? What's up next? Oh, Bradford and Grimsby,
4: honestly. I after coming home, I watched the game back. Once once I felt a bit better. I've actually watched it back last night. Here's my thing. I questioned whether I was ill or whether I was bored. <laughs> um it wasn't a good game by any stretch. And I kinda I sat there in the first half watching, thinking, I can see why Sky don't put League Two on much.
3: Yeah. Um Controversially it, though, do you think that's Grimsby? Because I always coming come away from games against Grimsby feeling like that.
4: Well, so when we played them away, it was a good game, but it finished nil nil. But when we played them at home, we we won. We I think we were two. I think we were two nil down, and we won three two in the last minute. I so it was actually a really good game. Last, <laughs> yeah, last season was really good. I know we won three two at the very end. I can't remember how if we went one nil or two nil down. Um, but we yeah we um. Or if we went to one, I think we went one nil down, two one up, two all, three two, yeah. But no, it just. Do you know what? It wasn't. I, I don't feel like the heat helped. Obviously, it was at mid. Yeah. It was half twelve kickoff, so it was the height of the heat of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, thirty four degrees on the pitch apparently, which is ridiculous. It's, yeah. So it wasn't a high tempo game. There wasn't a lot of shots. It it was really just down to to fitness levels. We didn't mm-hmm. see any injuries, which I was shocked at. I didn't. I expected to see quite a few people yeah, sort of cramp think... up as well. Yeah, I do not
3: think as much in our game either. No.
4: Um. Again, shots wise, which I is think... a
3: good job. I didn't say we had two goalkeepers on the bench on Saturday. That's how bad. It is. Oh, I, I did. Yeah. Why? Who told me that? I can't remember why that came
4: about. Someone told me about that, but yeah. Um, thirteen shots on total in the game. Uh. Nice. Bradford had one on target and it went in in the 88th minute from, from Alex Gilead, who I'm delighted and scored, by the way. I think Alex the yeah. goal was. Yeah. I love Alex Gilead. I think he's great. So to see him get a goal is just. Yeah, I like it. But no, look, I'll be honest. Grimsby fans, was, I, I read online, they said that they were. They felt they deserved the win. They said Bradford offered nothing. Be honest, Bradford didn't offer much, but
1: mm-hmm. I
4: didn't think Grimsby did either. Um, yeah. I felt it was a very. Evenly poor game, um, not one that I'd be rushing to, yeah, really see again.
3: <laughs> nice, um, con- oh my goodness, Colchester. This is the quickest we've got through games. Ryan will be delighted. We'll text him at the end, going. it's gonna be like, yeah. Uh, Colchester beat Tranmere 2-0, as we've said. Um, It was Colchester's first home win. Interestingly, on paper, possession was 50-50. Tranmere had some really good chances. They nearly equalised before half-time. 27 shots, though, for Colchester versus 10. The Tranmere and Tranmere it's worth saying one of the stats that was bandied about you know by the fans talking about Ian Dawes's departure was that they've uh I don't know if the word's conceded but they've had 63 shots against them in three games which is pretty um so it was a higher than, higher than average on Saturday um and 12 shots on target versus four one of the things that the fans have said quite extensively as the criticism leveled at Ian Dawes. And and I know something that Nigel Eikens has said that he wants to work on is the formation. So they, you know, they've had a lot of difficulty with fans, uh, fans with opposition running through midfield. And, and that's why that those shots on shots are so high. Um, Connor Jennings has been very good in midfield, but just generally they need a bit more work. So, It'll be interesting to see. I think they're expecting Ian Adkins to make changes in terms of the formation and the um, and the. Or oh, Nigel Adkins. Nigel
4: Adkins, Ian's brother.
3: What did I say? I- Ian,
4: Ian Adkins. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's Nigel. Adkins. <laughs> it's Ni- Nigel's Ian's brother.
3: <laughs> but who is Ian Adkins? I, must have got I don't that know. I
4: you've, just, you've, well, you've got Ian Dawes, haven't you? You've just combined Ian the two.
3: Ian because Ian Ian Watkin is both the guy from Steps and the one, the other one.
4: And the other one.
3: The other one. Um Colchester, <laughs> obviously they signed McGee- McGeehan um last week. Uh, this week February, signed a new contract, which I thought was interesting timing, but wonder whether he was, you know, had been given the option to go elsewhere in the, you know, coming out to the transfer window, and they've re-signed him. So Yeah, not, I don't think, it was a nice first win at home for Colchester. uh, Probably not an unsurprising result. I mean, Colchester are down in 20th. So they've not had a great start to the season. Um, Of the six that they've played, they've uh, lost four and won two. So, you know, be good confidence result for them, but not necessarily unsurprising. Crawley and Newport. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I don't think Scott Lindsay finishes the season at Crawley
1: do you think
4: there's no if he keeps this up there's no way somebody doesn't go I want to bring him in they, they have to That the job that he is doing because he's not thing is he's not just scraping wins he's turning yeah. teams over with complete confidence and he's yeah. got Nick Cerula, who's absolutely on fire he's just storming through games he seems to they seem to score quite a few goals but Cerula seems to score first every single time
1: mm.
4: for me I think that I think that Scott Lindsay will be pretty soon on some people's radars
1: mm.
4: I do I, I really think that there's going to be some some changes made for the Good in terms of that, he's not going to lose yeah. his job if he's going to become too good for them. But no, look, four-one yeah. against Newport is that is some result. And when you look I mean, at it, it,
3: Newport have been f- pulling off some results yeah. like that of their own against. I mean, Newport have been the big surprise for me. I think so far, mm-hmm. their some of their results have just not sense. Crawley not being your surprise. Been, no, well, I mean, yes, but Crawley, have, like the only thing I would say is that Crawley have kind of inconsistent in a way that, mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. knew at the end of the last season when Scott Lindsay arrived, they had that proper turnaround and mm-hmm. decimated Hartlepool. They had some other really significant wins to and and played like they weren't a team approaching or re- at risk of relegation so in lots of i mean i've i've i tip crawley to go down i probably would still because for yeah. now there's so much going on off the pitch i mean if scott Lindsay went they're not going to have people you know their ceo job is still empty they've not got people rushing to be part of the club and they will flounder again I suspect.
4: Yeah, and and here's the thing: if Scott Lindsay goes after getting some of those players to play the way that they're playing, they'll mm-hmm. want to follow.
3: Yeah.
4: So yeah, yeah I, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, they got absolutely pumped by Swindon. That's undeniable in it. So there is a there is obviously a weakness there, but. They've bounced back really. Let's. Like, mm-hmm. lost. Did they lose last week? I think they did lose last week. After no, the-
3: they drew through 100. all with Stockport County.
4: Oh yeah, I just wanted to hear you say it. Um, <laughs> but seven goals in two games.
3: Mm. It's,
4: it's it's not bad to see. Yeah, is it?
3: but they're on a minus two goal difference. So far, because they conceded
4: six to Swindon. (laughs)
3: Well, yeah, but it's like it's like your Rexham. So, Rexham are at like four, 17 against 15. They're on plus two. It's the same situation. They've had, yeah, Yeah. some big score lines. Um, Right. And and another one, the reverse, is uh, Forest Green Rovers, one, Crew Alexandra, four. (laughs) i <laughs> think i saw I heard Cre- crew described as um playing belly ball today which made me giggle so ian bell so oh. belly ball they have so forest green rovers were leading at half time and what bell did was made changes so we've seen this a lot from crew this season they've gone from behind in the first half to winning or equalizing in the second half yeah. and they've got a good team with drive and the tactical formation changes that are happening kind of in game are what's saving them and yeah. you know we, people criticize uh McCann Challoner all sorts of managers across the league for not making those decisions quick enough and that's what Lee Bell is getting right Um, Oh, important note, Forest Green Rovers have signed a partnership deal with a company called Eat Planted who make a pork substitute, a pulled meat substitute. It makes like the photos horrific. Um, It's made pulled pork made from peas, oats and sunflowers. If that isn't a reason to go to Forest Green Rovers, I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, Forest just Green Rovers... Just eat meat. Just eat <laughs> meat. If you want something that
4: tastes like chicken or pork, there is chicken and pork. Just eat yeah. the meat. It's there. Um, eat it.
3: Well, I don't... We've just lost like all our is, vegan orders. Is I will a hundred percent buy this stuff to try it, like just, and it was on. It was laid on chips, so I, I was distracted by the chips. Anyway, um, yeah, but the chips won't
4: be what, what are the chips going to be cooked well and right? Because I'm. I i do
3: not know. I hope so. Sunflower oil. That's like vegan, isn't it? Um, first Green Rovers have got injuries as well. Oh, one fun thing about that happened on uh, Saturday was that. The fourth official's board was broken, so when they were playing added time, no one knew how long there was to be added. Presumably, the players did, and at least the referee did, but the board was broken, so they couldn't communicate it across the across the stadium.
4: He should have just gone like that and just put his hand. Yeah,
3: open. I mean, it feels like they could have done something,
0: yeah. um,
3: but you know, talking to Forest Green Rovers fans, they are still a little bit disappointed about what happened to Duncan Ferguson thinking that Mm
1: -hmm. he
3: should if he'd have been given the opportunity to sign players because he had no influence over that it was all the um the director of football that he would have been able to kind of bring in the players that the club needed and that the moment they're looking I mean where are they uh 19th Scroll, uh,
4: scroll, scroll. So
3: they're not in a strong position at all, and their fans are extremely worried about another relegation. Yeah. Fine. So on to Gillingham and Harrogate Town.
4: This game frustrates me. No, this game doesn't frustrate me. This season frustrates me how can you be top of league 2 after seven games having only scored five goals and with a uh-huh. zero goal difference yeah um surely that's got to change it has got to change properly soon and like someone they're going to get figured out and someone's going to find a way to start putting more than one pass they can't the the top of the league with with like a 0.8 average goals a game
3: yeah and the the goal on Saturday, I remember looking at sofa score, and it wasn't it like eighty seventh minute or something 95th, it was really late on
4: ninety fifth minute oh there you go and this but this yeah. again it, it, like they changed this week I think it was last week it was Gillingham where I said that he made zero changes till the eighty odd minutes, did he he didn't make no <laughs> subs nor nothing um, um he started making his subs in the 60th, 66th minute in fact, it was earlier. Uh, the fifty-eighth minute was his first sub, and it, it changed for the better. And they pushed yeah. on, and they pushed on, and they they got the goal. And yeah, I mean, each it, it baffles me. It absolutely baffles me that they sat that were currently sat with a Gillingham team at the top of the league with five goals scored and five goals conceded after seven games. It makes no sense.
3: Didn't Luke Armstrong play for Harrogate.
4: Yes, and apparently he did not look good.
3: Oh, because that um, was the you know thinking about Troy Deeney, uh Simon Weaver's statement was mm-hmm. absolutely lovely from a yeah. player welfare position. You yeah. know, yeah, he yeah. talked about how Luke Armstrong and his partner had been. You know, planning a move and you know you think he, he was obviously getting a salary increase you spend it with what you've got it don't you in terms of yeah. where you're gonna live and the car you're gonna buy and all of that uh, but Simon Weaver was very much we will make sure he is okay if he is not okay we will make sure that he is yeah. and very much you know it's up to him if he wants to play if he wants to play then it becomes a footballing decision and it makes my life easier but He really went up in my estimations in terms of how they Mm -hmm. were looking Mm -hmm. after him from a pastoral point of view. So hopefully he'll, I I would love the most for him to have a really, really good six months, is it, up to January and end up in League One or the Championship Mm -hmm. and be earning more than he dreamt of at Wrexham
4: yeah yeah i
3: think um'm gonna be waiting
4: this this is probably the most it's what is it we're in september now so we've got to october November december we've got three months
2: oh, shit.
1: It's like, literally. so we've got we've
4: got three and a half months till the window opens again this is the most important three and a half months of his mm. career right now yeah. um and what he's got to think is this three and a half months is the same roughly the same amount of time from the end of last season to the start of this yeah, or from the in fact yeah. it's from from the end of this to the day where it all went wrong for him he's roughly the wow. same so that's how much time he's got to really prove that they should that he's worth waiting for um
1: yeah
4: from, from the gillingham fans i spoke to on saturday or after saturday they they were all saying wrexham have had a lucky escape which is for me, a, based on one game, it's a silly thing. Yeah, um, especially when you're playing in a Harrogate side. No disrespect to Harrogate, but there's a difference between a Harrogate yeah. side and a Wrexham side on what he will do. If you, you know, yeah. if you take Wayne Rooney in his prime, right. and put him and put him in Halifax Town's side, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, Wayne Rooney, but you put well, him. People in People that said that start. about
3: Erling Haaland last season. You put him in a That's League Two team, he's not scoring as many goals.
4: Now, Andy Cook would have had his. He'd have worn Andy cut pyjamas with Erling Haaland last season. <laughs> um, I remember that conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's that thing of he's done very well at Harrogate. He would mm-hmm. thrive, uh, and do you know what? Not just at a Wrexham side, because I don't think Wrexham are going to wait around. They're not.
3: No, I don't. Unless <laughs> what? I think it probably depends how Armstrong does and also how Wrexham do with Mullen back there, you know, Mullen, we've, we've said this before, you know, he will have a target on his back Mm -hmm. for any Mm -hmm. team, you know, it's let's be brutally
4: honest. Let's be brutally honest here. And this ain't meant to be the the comment that people might take it as he's (laughs) going to have a, he's going to have a target on his chest. Yeah. Because he's coming back soon, he's got a horrific chest injury. He's yeah. going to be targeted, not not like they're not going to intentionally injure him, but mm. it, he's going to be so concerned about protecting yeah. here that they're yeah. going to make it look like that's what they're trying to do. Because it, it, it's going to knock his confidence, it's going to take him off his game, yeah. and that's where that's what I, I think for Armstrong. the The issue is going to be in January. Rex I'm not going to pay five hundred grand for him in January.
1: No.
4: Not, not when they and Harrogate aren't going to accept less from Wrexham in January when it was their mess up. When yeah. it was Wrexham's fault, they're not going to accept less in January from. They'll they'll accept yeah. less from someone else, but out of principle, if Wrexham yeah. want him, they'll have to pay the same. And look, don't get me wrong. I like Luke Armstrong. He ain't worth five hundred thousand pounds at this level. No one, no one realistically is worth five hundred thousand pounds at this level. let no. I can't name any.
3: Yeah, Right, on to top of the table, one place two. No, two, no, not even anymore. I think last week it probably was. Uh, but MK Dons and Notts County drew one all. By all accounts, both teams should have scored more. It was just arduous. Uh, but this is a week where Graham Alexander won Manager of the month for August right. and Mo Ice's goal, which we talked about at the time um against Wrexham scored uh, uh, scored one goal of the month. Not county though, 751 passes in the game at a pass accuracy of 94%. That's
4: disgusting,
3: <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> right. So <laughs> earlier on, because I put these in order, I, I wrote down for Stockport we had a 76% pass accuracy and i was like oh that's quite good and then i got to knots and was like that's that's oh got to be
4: that's got to be some form of record in terms of number to to accuracy that's got to be some form it's of record
3: insane, isn't it what, and the volume as well that's
4: what i mean so what you're talking how many was it 700 and 751 and it was 90 94 94% so you you're talking Around seven hundred. I mean yeah around yeah, 710, was 10, 710 yeah. completed passes
3: roughly it's insane they did have 70 percent possession for the game um and they you know they went behind just before half time so 46th minute um Langstaff made an amazing well it was I guess it was more Craig McGill that made an amazing save um but mk dons really just sat back and defended they didn't do much else so you know one all maybe given that it was probably a six pointer it's probably a good result
4: 706 completed passes right
3: <laughs> there you go
4: i i don't think we've had that in total this season at bradford <laughs>
3: I feel not like,
4: forward ones it anyway. It makes me... you wonder what the what the style was like, um, like as in what, because if you get the ball between a goalkeeper, a left back, and a centre back, they could pass it in a triangle and knock out thirty passes yeah. in 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 thirty seconds. It could just da, 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 yeah. like so. It, are they passing it along the back, trying to find a way
3: forward? Right. I mean, all the like. So MK Dons by contrast had uh 285 completed passes. That was 86%, which is still pretty good. But it's but, third. Yeah. It's uh it's the but the everything else is pretty even. So yeah, that's my um
4: so if it's even then it is pretty much it was passes along the back holding possession,
3: yeah, trying to find a way forward. Shot total shots is pretty even yeah um shots blocked shots i mean the, shots on target three each with it's 705 uh, 706 completed passes
4: 706 is... completed passes
3: yeah so what's
4: that that's 200 and 232 passes per shot uh
3: yeah yeah Let's i, I, I like
4: i like maths i like maths
3: <laughs> Right. It's around that point. Salford, Walsall. I'm going to Salford on Friday nights. Well, uh, do you
4: know what? I'm quite jealous. I am quite well, jealous. I I love Salford. I really do. Like going to Salford. Um, they've they've kind of become our. Indeed. No, no you can't say it. They have though, haven't they? Because look, here's here's the thing. There's so many people, and this is—I'm going on something here because—but bear bear with me because you will—you'll agree. Right? There's so many people that are doing what we're trying to do, and like trying to cover these leagues and trying to highlight how good these leagues are, and we're doing it for free. We go to these clubs and we ask them to do stuff with us for free, and so many of them just ignore us or just yeah say no and Salford are the only one so even for me doing the, the lower league look you know we started two years ago and I, I contacted Salford and I didn't expect anything I just kind of wanted to see what I could do and immediately got a response yeah and n- not only got a response I, I then got the media managers or the, the head of communications I think his official title is. I got his mobile number we, we text now like most Saturday nights we're just sat texting about the games and what's going on and it's like that's how clubs at this like were supposed to be. Salford are supposed to be the club we hate. Like we've been shown yeah. and told how bad yeah. of a club Salford are because they've apparently yeah. bought their way up the league. And then we went in the summer and we sat down yeah. with all the players, and th- there was not one negative from that day. And they and couldn't do you know for felt, us.
3: Like- I think I keep more of an eye out for them now, obviously, because you know we've we've met a lot of the players and you know had really good experiences with the club, but they do so much in the community as well. Absolutely, Yeah, um, um, we've got
4: an idea, aren't we? As well, do. we've got an Today. idea which which we need to run by Salford. We actually have an idea which, hopefully, if I can remember, I'll run it by him this week, and if we get the okay, we can announce it soon. But I get what you're saying there. After meeting the players, and Elliot Watt was a perfect example for me. When Elliot yeah. Watt left Bradford and went to Salford, every Bradford fan went, why has he done that? Mm. They're going to Salford, meeting everybody, and then meeting Elliot Watt at Salford mm-hmm. and seeing the difference in demeanour, attitude, his outlook,
1: mm-hmm.
4: I see why he went to Salford, and yeah, I see why yeah. people choose Salford. Because... Yeah. It, it, it ain't about the money. It's it's not. Right. Um, it, they've still got financial fair play to, to to battle with. They don't have a huge income because, yes, they're owned by multimillionaires who played at the top level, but they're not They're not pumping money in. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a billionaire owner who owns 50% as well, haven't they? But
1: mm-hmm. no one's
4: pumping money in. It's all yeah. based on, like, they don't even have, I mean, they don't even have a club shop at the minute, do they?
3: Oh, it's on its way. It might be it's open by now. I think yeah. when we went, it was just about to open. Yeah, but so it was all know, online. And down.
4: it's like, it's like the, the the kind of Salford kind of living a way of. They don't overdo it, so they they
1: mm-hmm.
4: if they're going to sell kits, they get in what they need. They yeah. get in the orders. They get in what they need, and they're not left with stupid amounts of over yeah, yeah. overstock. And you know, it's like you said when we were there. The quality of the media content that gets put out at that football club, yeah, should be so well.
3: Yeah, it doesn't get but does not.
4: Yeah, but obviously it's the size of the fan base, and there's not much you can do about that. But no. genuinely, like the amount of times since my first interaction with Salford, which was the beginning of last season, where I went to do like some commentary during the game, mm-hmm. the amount of times since then where I've heard people do the typical slagging off of Salford, and I've gone, yeah, well, yeah. stop because I can promise you I could take you and they'll let me take you and you'll come away going all right yeah I get it because I actually did that with a Bradford fan but he was working with me for lower league look I took him with me and at the end we were sat in the car and he just went yeah it's I I get it like it's it's a nice place to be um don't get me wrong they're trying to build up a hooligan element that which we found out when we were there as well (laughs) didn't we um Found out that yeah. there's a hooligan group growing, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh But yeah, oh, Hannah's just opened a tin. What you opened? I should, that...
3: probably should have got on mute. Sorry, Ryan.
4: Don't worry about going on mute. Ryan's not here. Listen, if he's not turning up, he's not telling us what to do. But no, I like I've got so much time. Assaulted, and and the other thing is as well. And I'll, then I'll move on to the game. Don't worry. So. <laughs> I'm going to name drop now. So Will, who is the media guy, who's the the, mm-hmm. the the... I don't know what his official title is. I never know. Is it like it's head of...
3: I think it's PR and comms, isn't he? It?
4: Yeah, it's something, something like that. I never... I don't learn people's titles. I always forget. And then I just... Because I, I speak to him as a person and I don't really...
1: Mm-hmm. No matter
4: what he does. He listens to this and feeds this back Every time he listens, he says, he comes back. It was it was him who told us about microphone levels in the beginning that there was a difference. Yeah, and, we got, yeah. and then he, he came back a week later going, it's sorted, great. And then he fed back <laughs> about some other stuff. And it's like his job all day every day is to produce content for a football club. Mm-hmm. And when he finishes, he listens to our stuff to help us. And that's yeah. like, because nice. he appreciates, I think, as well, that we do this for free and we're trying to publicise his club and we're trying to... We're trying to make this league a better place and it frustrates me. And this is coming from a place of frustration. TV. No, but it, it is coming from a real place of frustration because there are so many clubs in this league that I'll, I'll tell you off air a, a, a specific one that I'm dealing with right now that's that's that gets me angry. Um, but there's there's clubs in this league and I'll say it that have their heads so far up their ass. Um, mm. and I'll say it now because I know that someone will ask, it ain't my club um that i'm talking about it's it's one that you'd never ever expect and yeah it's getting me angry so yeah well anyway stop so salford lost
1: <laughs> Yeah,
4: salford lost um draper scored for walsall now i don't think anybody in walsall's camp saw him him being the guy that he is for them because no. obviously they signed danny johnson and it was all danny johnson t-shirts and yeah The whole thing was around Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson hasn't... He he started well. And then he's... What's it been? Three, four weeks since he scored? It's been relatively quiet for him.
3: I think... Did he... I feel like he scored against Stockport.
4: I think he scored in the first two games. Maybe the first three games. And then I don't think he scored in the last three or four. Um, But, yeah, I mean... Again, Matt Smith scored. He's having a great season for Salford. They didn't... But our friend, little little boy, little boy, Sam Ashley got the assist. We love to see it. He's back after his, after his reckless red card, which we didn't think he had in him. But he's back, and uh yeah. Do, do you know what we said earlier? Salford are, they're sat 18th. It's been a rough start for them, but yeah. changed philosophy at that football club as to how they approach yeah. it. I feel that it will get right for them. It, it they've yeah. got they've got a phenomenal squad of players there. And the atmosphere is the only do you know what I think is gonna piss them off most? They've now got to pay for their own Christmas party.
3: Yeah, because they've lost Oden Bailey.
4: Odin <laughs> Bailey's gone to Stockport and he was top of the fines table. Um oh. we do need you to know find that out
3: that of all the clubs that aren't doing well at the moment, I feel like Salford and Neil Wood would be the least like unnecessarily reactive in that mm-hmm. they instead they will trust in the squad that they've got, they'll trust mm-hmm. in what they're doing, they they feel like talking to them, they feel very tenacious and resilient, and that that they will just crack on and and kind of continue doing what they're doing. Watch Neil Wood get sacked tomorrow morning. And yeah, probably but yeah, that's that's how that that would that's just the impression that I get about them.
4: They're the one that I look at right now and in that bottom sort of well, the bottom half, when you see yeah. all the teams in that bottom half that you expect expected to be up there, they're the only one that I look at and don't have a little bit of concern about.
3: Yeah. Because
4: I just expect it to get better. Yeah. And and that's not look. Stockport fans thought that I was going in on Dave Challoner the other week. I had a bit of bad feedback about me saying stuff about Dave Challener. I'll stand by what I think of Dave Challoner He's a great manager, but he mm-hmm. has yet to prove himself in the EFL. In ter- he got you to the playoff final. That's not a, a knock, but, but in terms of taking that step, he's not yeah. done it yet. So... Yeah. He's great at a National League level and he's, he's, he obviously did well getting you in. Last season's League Two, as we've said a few times, was poor. The fact that my team got into the playoffs I think kind of maybe highlighted that and you know, Mansfield had that horrific or, or horror, horror injury season and was still knocking on the door and just missed mm-hmm. out on... Was it on goal difference they missed out on in the end? I think it Mansfield, was, wasn't
3: yeah, I think so.
4: I think it was gold. They needed two more goals, didn't they, to, mm-hmm. to swing it. Um And th- yeah, like salford are one that i look at and i just go they'll be all right whereas mm. like for you and for me when i'm looking at our two teams i'm looking and going do we need to make changes to to get where we expect yeah. to be and Tranmere obviously was the same they needed to doncaster they're the same they need to harrogate aren't, but i expect harrogate to be where harrogate are right now they mm. are exactly where i thought they would be yeah
1: they kind yeah. of always
4: flirt with the relegation places so Yeah, for for us, us three, out of those three playoff places, even though they're the lowest, they're the one that I really have zero concerns about. And I think that's probably more because we've seen behind the scenes as well and seen that 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 atmosphere.
3: Uh, Right, we were doing so well, and then we went off on a sulphur tangent.
4: We're still ahead. We're still ahead of where we were last week.
3: uh, Only just right. So. Uh, (laughs) Swindon beat Sutton 5-3 at some point I sent uh, Ryan sent me a message saying has your swear button got another set of batteries because Jake Young scored a brace Um, yeah so Jake Young uh, won League 2 Player of the Month even the Athletic I was reading their League 2 Roundup this morning and even the Athletic was saying that Loan deal makes no sense whatsoever. Um, here's a nice stat. I think this was shared on the Lower League Look group earlier. Since 2004, 2005, five clubs have scored more than 20 goals in their first six games Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Swindon. Yep.
4: Yeah. And Jake Young has nine of them. Yeah. I mean if if you'd yeah. defra- have if, if someone had said to you twelve months ago, right, Hannah, next season's League Two, after se- after everyone else has played seven games, Swindon are gonna be three points off top with a game in hand. And oh they yeah, I a keep forgetting top- that
3: game in hand.
4: They they win they, they they win that game in hand, they go top. <laughs> so Swindon are sat fifth With, with yeah. a game in hand After playing six games And they've scored 20 goals And I said to you Up top They have Charlie Austin And Jake Young Who scored the goals You wouldn't choose Jake Young You'd think Charlie Austin no. got Nearly 20 of, You'd be going Charlie Austin's come to League 2 And torn it
3: up Yeah but, and do It's you know done
4: He's a key part of it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The assists are coming in, aren't they?
4: But he—I've knocked Charlie Austin. I'll say since he came in that last half of the season last year, I knocked him because he didn't do what he needed to do. He like Mm -hmm. his his figures were swayed in terms of yes, he got eight goals in, I think, nineteen games, which Mm -hmm. is almost one in two. That's fine. But when you get four of them in a game against Rochdale, and then you mm-hmm. look and you go, Well, actually, fifteen of those nineteen games, no goals. I feel like it was justified to say that's it's a one in four ratio. In fact, it's less, one in four ratio, that's that that's where we're struggling here. Um but this season, like I, I've spoken to Jake Young, I, I keep in touch with him, I texted him on Friday Friday, Saturday night, and I just <laughs> it's quite funny, really. I just sent him a message going, Right, you can stop now you take your piss <laughs> <laughs> and he just put laughing faces back and put just can't stop and i'm like mm-hmm. I, I do you know what i don't feel bad for him i'm really happy no. for the guy i think yeah, he's yeah. he and it's like i speak to the other bradford players about it. They're so he's so well thought of mm-hmm. so look i don't know what's going to happen i know with owen doyle there was a situation where when he came back in january we were forced to sell because he didn't want to play for us mm-hmm. Jake Young has—he's from here. His girlfriend, yeah. he lives with his girlfriend in Leeds. He's got two years and an option left on his contract,
1: mm.
4: and his best friends are at Bradford. He's—you he, yeah. know—he he's, he was out on Sunday with Harry Lewis or Saturday evening late with Harry Lewis. Like he's—I don't know if it's going to be a similar situation. I don't know if Swindon can afford him.
1: Mm. I, I really yeah. don't.
3: And um, does is it worth having Jake Young without Dan Kemp?
4: No, and and this is why I think, and I, I think I might have said it on here, or I don't know if I said it on the six or six. But I think what you'll see in January is Bradford will recall Jake Young, and Bradford yeah. will try and will try and buy Dan Kemp.
1: Mm.
4: And if we can't get Dan Kemp and Jake Young plays a few games for us and can't get the same form, then we'll we'll look to to sell. Um, yeah. But I don't think it will end. If, he, if this keeps up, it ain't, it's not going to be just Swindon knocking on the door because similar to Owen Doyle, we're, we're talking about, I mean, what they played, they played six games and he's on nine goals for the season. Right. So we're, we're talking about a 60 goal a season average as it stands right now. That's yeah like that is just that's that's not somewhere that just league two clubs are gonna be paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. we could if he's still doing it in January, there'll be championship clubs that are struggling sh- yeah. going, I'm gonna bring him in. And and yeah. you know, you'll see it do you know what? Here's the thing. He's from Huddersfield. Yeah. Huddersfield is they they are pretty much right now staring at relegation from the championship. Let's, mm-hmm. Like even this early, it looks like this is going to be a horrible season for them. They're going to come, they're going to knock on it. The, they've got new rich owners. Yeah. Jake Young's a local boy. He's and here's the other thing, and it's oh he's met Keen Harrod. We had mm-hmm. a load from Huddersfield last season. Him and Jake Young were like that. They were mm-hmm. inseparable. Apart from when Kean Harrod was out shooting. Rabbits, oh, yeah. Um, Jake Young wasn't involved in that. He, I asked him, <laughs> I, I asked him, I said, Come on, he went, No, honestly, I do swear. He said, Please make sure people know. He said, I had no idea, they'd not even mm-hmm. met when it happened. But, uh, yeah, like Key and Harris getting in that Huddersfield team, like he's coming off the bench. Him and Jake Young, when they were together and they played together, their link up play was similar to the Dan Kemp and Jake Young style, mm-hmm. and it was good to watch. Like in pre season, we were we thought that was our front, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I think he'll go. Higher. I don't think Swindon can afford him at that point.
3: I've just realised how much use my button could have had over the last five minutes.
4: But listen, um, listen, if he carries on having a good season, I don't care. I'll buy you more batteries.
3: <laughs> um, we've only got one more game because Morecambe Barrow was postponed because of international commitments. So, what, can, we just,
4: can we just talk about how stupid that is? Uh-oh. If you had to pick any game this season that was going to get postponed because of international call-ups, the last one on the list would have been Mark and Barrow.
3: Did Crew manage it last season, though? I, I remember. Yeah, I remember that feeling equally as bizarre,
4: and it made no sense because the there were three players called up. Yeah. So they called the game off, but none of the three played the week before when no. they were
1: available. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So we've got. Well, what? We we got one have, left.
1: We've got.
3: Uh, Tory Cottrell I think I said this last week Tory Cottrell and Hippo if Hippo had Hippo's been fit then we could have uh, had a few weeks yeah, off yeah. Um, right Rex it's and annoying Dolly.
4: though isn't it, it sorry this is annoying the, the international window because we, we lost uh, Clark Odoi and we mm. could have used him on Saturday mm. he didn't even get on the pitch
3: mm. the yeah, the yeah I don't game. know about Cottrell obviously um, Ibby did they they drew 2 all um, and he got an assist
4: but yeah. um, well, let's do it. Let's do Wrexham.
3: Yeah,
4: it seems to be clicking. It seems to finally be clicking for Wrexham. Um, and
3: that was without Super Stephen Stephen Fletcher,
1: or was it? it? Was. I don't know. Actually. No, no, I know no it, it, was, was. it was. It was. It,
4: it was. Yeah. Well, he came off the bench in the 82nd minute, and they, they scored the winner in the 88th minute. But he wasn't involved in the goal in terms of an assist or, or scoring it. Mm. But he might have been involved in the build-up play, but he uh, look. First of all, what a signing that is! Let's. I think that's a great signing.
3: I don't know. I mean, he's thirty-six, isn't he? He's... he's
4: yeah, but look, if you are, if I look at Luke Armstrong, and I'm asked to compare Luke Armstrong to a player, I'm picking Stephen Fletcher in terms of every yeah. aspect of the of the game. Um, I think Fletcher will do well for them. I, I, I mm-hmm. do. Um, he's obviously coming to be that replacement. It, it'd be interesting. To, it would have been interesting to see where he'd have ended up had they got Armstrong. Which
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I
4: don't know. Um, but look, that for me, I, I said last night. I believe that Grant McCann is on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. Doncaster fans jumped down my throat. He's not on borrowed time. I said I didn't, I, didn't mm-hmm. I don't mean by you guys, I mean by the board because yeah. your board will act to protect that membership. And right now, what the board are proving is that they knew better because their appointments that you hated.
3: Mm-hmm. Were
4: you playing better football? Absolutely not. No. But was it better results? Yes, it was. I mean, Doncaster this time last year, I think they were third. They were like, they were up there because they kept doing those last minute winners. Um, but it's it's similar to the Swindon situation last season with Scott Lindsay. The football wasn't attractive, but it was effective. Gary yeah. McSheffrey was dealt a really rough hand by Doncaster fans. He shouldn't yeah. have lost his job. Doncaster fans forced mm-hmm. it to happen. He mm-hmm. should have still been there. Maybe at the end of the season, if he didn't make the, the position that they wanted him to, fine. But as it stands right now, Grant McCann is performing. What was you? Did you say 1997 when they were relegated? Is that when they were. Yeah,
3: 97, 98.
4: So Grant McCann, as it stands, has had the worst start of any of their appointments. Like, And, and yeah. that's. We say 10 games is the cutoff. Mm
3: hmm.
4: In ten game in in the next three games, he has got to have the greatest of turnarounds. He's got to win for me. I mean, who have we got coming up? Let's 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 just pick this out, and then I'll, I'll 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 talk about Wrexham because I think it's about time I bit the bullet. Um, Johnny
3: have got Forest Green Rovers this weekend, and then Gillingham, and then Barrow.
4: I wouldn't fancy them in any of those games. Maybe Forest Green,
3: May, maybe Forest Green,
4: but not Gillingham and Barrow. No, and and but the, the thing is, it'd be just like them now, then to to turn around and beat them, the, all three of them. But I think if they're not at ten points after ten games, mm. the board will will act. And I mean, look, ten points after ten games. Is still relegation form, yeah? Because fifty points is your is your safety buffer, isn't it? Forty six point yeah. average, that it can't continue, and and the board won't. Doncaster fans know how reactionary their board are, and what they've said is they've turned around and said, "Well, there'll be protests if they if they sack the if they sack McCann, there were protests last season." The board don't care. The board don't mm-hmm. care what the fans think at this point because they've given the fans, they've listened to the fans. Fans are still slagging the board off. Yeah. So the board are going to be sat there thinking, well, hang on. We didn't listen to the fans. We got a load of grief. We listened to the fans. We still got a load of grief, but we're sat bottom of the EFL,
3: which mm.
4: is their option for the board.
1: Yeah.
3: Let's so Let's get Scott Lindsay.
4: Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the sort of thing. This is where I mean about it. It'll be someone who yeah. can outspend Crawley, who are an attractive prospect... Scott Lindsay ain't going to come into to Doncaster and be, be given the blame if things don't turn around. This season's on Grant McCann. And it's yeah. on, it's, on it's, it's Ian Coppinger, isn't it, at, at Doncaster, who mm. I still believe should have taken a hell of a lot of the blame for Gary McSheffrey and mm. for Schofield. The fact that their, their January transfer last window was was just awful.
3: Yeah. And, they, I, and I remember him making the announcement and saying, you know, that we were preparing for next season. I'm going to, you know, heavily invest, but there was no value attached to it. And it was never clear whether that was to fund transfers or to fund, you know, anything like, I don't know, a new changing room or whatever it was it was very cleverly worded and the fans oh, threw, saw through it straight away in terms of I remember someone saying to me oh well yeah but it doesn't really mean anything does it so it's an interesting one right Wrexham very quickly
4: Yeah, look, they've they've clicked. If you want to watch it, go watch Disney Plus in two years time when you see the season three episode which shows them (laughs) clicking League 2 and we all hear about... Do you know the worst part about this is going to be, Hannah, right? Is that they're going to paint Doncaster out to be an absolute machine of a team.
1: <laughs> They're going to make
4: Doncaster look like a real... Like I, I got wouldn't surprise, would not surprise me if we didn't get a close-up of Oli Palmer crying in the showers before the game. Just to make it look more dramatic. Phil Parkinson comes in bald because he's, he's pulled all his hair out. He's just got patches because he's been fretting <laughs> that much. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has turned down some movie roles because he's been that scared of the Doncaster game. Like, that's the sort of thing that we're going to see. But no, look, it's starting to click for him. Uh Young, again, Young, another Young. It's Luke Young yeah. for, uh, for what you can't push your button for Luke Young. Um, but no,
3: yeah. um, and was the other one? Did Elliot Lee score as well again? He did
4: again, yeah, uh, yeah. Young and, and Lee both scored, which is look, they they're playing into the very end. It's. I just hope that
3: they've always done that, haven't they? I mean, even back the like end. last few seasons, yeah. they've yeah. they've been but the kings of the late recovery the goals.
4: Them and Stevenage. I just hope that when this all comes out, because obviously we know it's been filmed. We know it's going to be a documentary. I just really hope that the respect this place deserves is given in all this. And that's all because we're not going to see it. Look, let's be brutally honest. They're not going to be in League Two when it comes out. So we're we're probably not going to see their reaction. If they are still in League Two, then.
3: Well, Stevenage might not be in League One either. They will. Not for the league. (laughs) They will. (laughs) <laughs>
4: they will be in League 2 by then I assure you um, I'm
3: going to tell Matt Farley you said that right. I'll tell him myself <laughs> Oh my god, we're going to hit 1 hour 30 minutes, Ryan's going to go Ballistic, we're going to get in trouble Don't worry,
4: listen, he should he should be here to, to, to tell us what to do um,
3: Have we got mm. a rosé this week? No, we definitely don't have a rosé I'm trying to think if I've got one No you haven't uh, no, you don't. You just, you just don't. You should go and rest and recuperate and hydrate.
4: I have, I have something which isn't really a um, rule but I think it should be a rule that's that's in, and it's it's more for this Harry and transfer, right? If the deal is signed, mm-hmm. and the buying club don't put their registration in in time, yeah, they should still own the player. But just not be able to register him because that could pl- that could have because Harrogate went out and spent the money that yeah could have put them in a financial problem. The fact is they've done nothing wrong. They've filed their paperwork yeah. allegedly, as we know. Yeah, yeah mean yeah. Wrexham should right now own Luke Armstrong yeah. because they've bought him from Harrogate, regardless of if he's yeah. registered. They bought him. They just can't register him until January. That's that for me should be yeah. a rule change. It should that will teach clubs yeah. for waiting until the last minute. It will teach them, yeah, for, stop it happening because it, like Harrogate's owner can clear. I mean, look, Harrogate's a nice place, so the guy can obviously afford it. Let's be honest, it's a, it's a bit of a rich place. But if, if you went somewhere like if Sutton got a 500,000 pound offer and sold a player and then went and spent that money and then the deal fell through, there'd be a knock on effect there.
3: Yeah, oh no, hundred percent. I think um, that's very sensible. I mean, we we in the aftermath, immediate aftermath of there being a query about the paperwork, we said that you know maybe that's the scenario that he goes and he can't play until January, and you it know, should maybe, be the contract is signed. The contract yeah. between
4: Wexham and Paragat should have been it signed. It's done. That should be the end of that it's Rexham's yeah. job to do the rest of it properly it should be two separate things you buy the player you register the player yeah end the chat um but yeah we've we've done it look we got through it's not been an hour and a half yeah don't worry oh. um but tell them about thursday hannah
3: thursday is um has been a source of constant confusion to me because i am not as ingratiated in the wrestling community as Liam and Grant but in a uh, lower league look first there's a bit of a lower league look and the Real EFL mashup, and we'll be reviewing previewing even a few of Saturday's games and Friday night's game so that's very exciting we've also got an interview with David Artel tomorrow so that should be live midweek as well. So lots of middle of the week content. And if you if all of that's not enough, there's also the League One podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very quiet one this week because I think they only had two games. So they're looking at the table so far and doing a bit of a season review to date. So lots going on this week in the real EFL and lower league look world. But if you haven't seen Liam's uh, promotional material for what he's calling Breakdown, which is apparently something to do with Smackdown, I don't get it. Uh, well, does I don't you know, do get that part. I don't get some of the weird, random wrestling references, like whoever it is dressed as a little leprechaun. It's Telford. Tom Telford.
1: because he's well, small. Telford,
3: but I don't write well because he's small. I was impressed with Stone Cold uh, Charlie Austin. <laughs> Charlie that Austin, I got that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, wait, on. uh, what about
4: The Rock? What about The Rock? The Rock one was I good.
3: Did... Who was that?
4: It if you smell what what W A T T is Elliot Elliot Watt. If you smell what the Rock what? is cooking.
3: What. Okay. Um, so there's some very tenuous links, clearly. That's not um, tenuous,
4: it's the word in the <laughs> sentence, Anna. It said, if you smell what the rock is cooking. So instead okay.
3: of what, W H A T, it says W A T T. I always think if you have to explain it, then maybe you need to rethink it. Anyway, um there's a lot going on. We will. Um, It's on video, isn't it? It's a YouTube. Live and it's live. So join us and talk to us in the chat. I think we're hoping to include some special guests, which will be lovely. Otherwise, it will be Liam, Grant and I for this week's launch episode. That sounds grand, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, pulls, it does. Um, Grant's going to have a time because he doesn't follow League 2 no more. Let's see how it goes. Gra- Grant
3: can be like the the referee.
4: Yeah, or should I put him on in a referee shirt now? Yeah, that means back I'm, that the means on
3: shirt.
4: back on Canva after this then. Cheers, Hannah. Thank you. Yeah,
3: let's do that. Right, I'll um do my hair and stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah, are you alive? Right, guys, thanks very much. Ryan, we need you back next week. <laughs>
3: Which we should yeah. really got oh, over uh, Followers on at the real EFL social.
4: No, there's no other, there's no other, just real oh, EFL Christ. social. Why,
3: why, why don't just we
4: just write you? them at the bottom?
3: Because we've got no producer. But yes, Maybe we could have, anyway. Yes. David Artel, see you on Thursday.
4: Bye bye.
1: <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
2: It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow, you've got your McNugget share box on the go. And you know what? Your mate's already got booked for double dipping. But then, late on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? Help participate in restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times. Delivery fee and terms. Apply. See mcdonalds.com.